No sé si me presenté, pero mi nombre es Josué López y soy uno de los pastores aquí. I'm not sure if I introduced myself, but my name is Josué López and I'm one of the pastors here. Soy de Hermosillo, Sonora. I'm from Hermosillo, Sonora. Yeah. Y conmigo está Saúl Guerrero. And with him is Saúl Guerrero, que también es de Hermosillo, Sonora. Who is also from Hermosillo, Sonora. Hermosillo yeah. yeah, yeah. is in the house, yeah? Hermosillo in the house, yes. <laughs> um, pero sabes que es curioso. Nuestros papás trabajaron juntos en el ministerio mucho tiempo atrás. But something that's interesting is that our parents worked in the ministry a long time ago. Yo tenía como dos años y Saúl ya como diez. Entonces, uh, Josué was about two years old and I was about ten. Tú tenías dos. I was, he, I was two and he was ten. Y yo tenía... And, oh, he, he doesn't know how old he was. ¿Por qué no nos ponemos de pie y buscamos Efesios Capítulo 5, versículo del 22 al 33. Why don't we stand and in our Bibles go to Ephesians chapter 5, starting on verse 22 through 33. Si puedes ponerte de pie, hazlo. Si tienes que sentarte, adelante. If you can stand, uh, stand. If, if you got to sit, that's okay. Nos ponemos de pie porque respetamos y honramos la palabra de Dios y porque creemos que tiene poder para transformar nuestra vida. We stand up because we believe uh, in respecting and honoring the word of God and we believe that it has a power to transform our lives. Amén. Amén. Efesios 5:22 dice, "Esposas, sométanse a sus propios esposos como al Señor, porque el esposo es cabeza de su esposa, así como Cristo es cabeza y salvador de la iglesia, la cual es su cuerpo." Así como la iglesia se somete a Cristo, también las esposas deben someterse a sus esposos en todo. Wives, submit to your, own, to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit in everything to their husbands. Esposos, amen a sus esposas así como Cristo amó a la iglesia y se entregó por ella para hacerla santa. Él la purificó lavándola con agua mediante la palabra, para presentársela a sí mismo como una iglesia radiante, sin mancha, ni arruga, ni ninguna otra imperfección, sino santa e intachable. Asimismo, el esposo debe amar a su esposa como a su propio cuerpo. El que ama a su esposa se ama a sí mismo. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanct- sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husband, uh, husbands should, should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Pues nadie ha odiado jamás a su propio cuerpo, al contrario, Lo alimenta, lo cuida, así como Cristo hace con la iglesia. Porque somos miembros de su cuerpo. Por eso dejará el hombre a su padre y a su madre, y se unirá a su esposa, y los dos llegarán a ser un solo cuerpo. Este es un misterio profundo. Yo me refiero a Cristo y a la iglesia. En todo caso, que cada uno de ustedes ame también a su esposa, como a sí mismo, y que la esposa respete al esposo. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it, nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. 
However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Oramos. Let us pray. Padre, queremos buscarte esta mañana, Señor. Queremos que a través de tu palabra y el poder del Espíritu Santo nos abras nuestro entendimiento. Father, we want to seek you this morning, and we ask that through your word and through your Holy Spirit, you can give us understanding. Señor, danos de tu gracia esta mañana para poder uh, exponer tu palabra, Señor, y que pueda llegar a los corazones. Lord, uh, we ask that you uh, give us of your grace this morning so that you can, uh, we can receive it in our hearts and uh, have our hearts open to you. In Cristo Jesús. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pueden tomar asiento. Let me take your seats. Uh, Después del Salmo 23, uh, Filipenses 4.13, Juan 3.16, está Efesios 5.22, en la lista de los favoritos de todos. So after Psalm 23, Philippians 4.13, John 3.16, uh, is Ephesians 5.22 amongst the favorite verses of everyone. Esposas, sometanse a sus esposas. Husband, uh, wives, submit to your husbands. El favorito de todos, ¿verdad? The, the favorites of all, right? Veo las hermanas que están. I see some, uh, some sisters shaking their head. Eso here. lo leí en una revista para caballeros. I read this in a, in a uh, men's magazine. No. No. Ese versículo no está entre los favoritos. This verse is not amongst the favorite. La verdad que este pasaje ha sido mal utilizado y muchos tienen una carga emocional y espiritual respecto a esto. The truth is that this verse has been used uh, in, a, in a wrong way and some have, uh, many have a, an emotional weight uh, and, a, and a, uh, uh, yeah, an emotional weight and, and there's a, a lack of respect towards it. Pero este pasaje nos habla de una verdad más importante que simplemente el matrimonio humano. But this, uh, this passage here, this verse, uh, talks so much more about uh, uh, what, what we think as human beings. Habla acerca de la relación, de la relación, perdón, entre Cristo y la iglesia. It talks about the relationship between Jesus and the church. Así que hoy vamos a aprender acerca de eso. And today we are going to learn about that. Sabes, cuando vivía en México y tenía la necesidad de comprar un mueble de televisión, iba a una mueblería, escogía el mueble que quería y lo compraba. When I lived in Mexico and I needed to buy uh, some, a piece of furniture, I would go to the furniture store and I would uh, buy the piece of furniture. Entonces, ellos me llevaban el mueble a mi casa, lo ponía, ponía mi televisión y listo a disfrutar de una buena película. And, and the, the employees at the furniture store would come and set up this, uh, this, this piece of furniture at my house so I can watch my TV and it was a great day. Resulta que cuando me vine a Estados Unidos la cosa es diferente. But when I, when I came to the U.S., it, it turns out that things are a bit different here. Tú vas a la tienda y escoges el mueble que tú quieres. For example, you go to the store and you pick out the, uh, the furniture that you want. Pero abajo hay un número. And at the bottom there's a number. Apuntas el número. You write down the number. Caminas toda la tienda que está enorme y te vas hasta el final de la tienda, un almacén. You walk, you walk around the huge store that uh, has, you know, it's just enormous and you got to come up to the, the warehouse. Y empiezas a buscar ese número. And then you begin to look for that number. Por fin encuentras el número y resulta que es una cajita chiquita. And then you, you find your number that you wrote down and then you, uh, you, you realize that there, there's a, a, a box for you. No se parece nada al que estaba allá en el 
display. Así que compras la caja, te la llevas a tu casa, abres la caja y hay un montón de tablitas y un montón de tornillos. So you buy this box, you take the box home with you, and then you, you get home and you open up the box and there's a bunch of uh, pieces that you got to put together. Y sacas una hojita. And then there's a little, there's a little book. Lo que no viene dentro de la caja es una bolsita de paciencia. What, what, does, what doesn't come inside the box is patience for you. That, that's not in there. Si eres como yo, puedes tardar entre seis a ocho horas de terminar ese mueble. And if you're like me, you can last about six to eight hours uh, trying to put, put together this, this piece of furniture. Al final, lo que menos quiero es ver la televisión arriba de ese mueble. So at the end of, of me putting together this furniture, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to watch the TV anymore. Pero qué pasa si viene un amigo y me dice, no, Josué, ya no lo hagas así. What would happen if, if a friend of mine came and said, no, Josué, don't do it that way anymore. Ahora se está usando de esta manera. Uh, that's the way that things are done nowadays. Si pones esta tabla aquí y este por acá, es, es lo moderno, es lo que todos están haciendo. He says, if you put the, if you put this piece here and that piece there, that's all you got to do. That's what everybody's doing. Al final mi amigo me ayuda a hacerlo, pero no se parece en nada al modelo original. So in the end, my friend helps me build this furniture, but it, it doesn't look anything like the original piece. Pero curiosamente sí puedo poner mi televisión arriba. But, but interesting, the interesting thing is that I can put my TV on it. Sabes, tarde o temprano ese mueble se va a quebrar. Sooner or later, that, that furniture is going to fall down. Porque no está siendo utilizado para lo que fue diseñado. Because it's not being utilized for what it was, uh, its purpose. Esto mismo está pasando en el matrimonio. That is exactly what is happening in marriage. Ya no se parece al diseño original. It is not looking the same as the original design. Dios lo había diseñado de una manera, pero el matrimonio ya no se parece a ese diseño que Dios nos había dado. God had designed marriage a certain way, but marriage is not looking the way it's supposed to be. La cosa que hemos estado impuestos a estos matrimonios que no son verdaderos y ya no sabemos cuál es falso o cuál es verdadero. The thing is that we're used to seeing these marriages that aren't uh, true, uh, that are false, and so now, because we're used to that, we don't know which is true or which is false. La mejor manera de detectar algo falso es conocer lo verdadero. And the best way to detect uh, something that is false is to know the truth. Pero las películas y Hollywood y el internet nos están enseñando algo totalmente diferente al diseño que Dios nos dio. But, but we have entertainment, TV, uh, the internet that's telling us something totally different than what God had designed. Sabes, el prototipo del matrimonio viene diseñado por Dios. You know, the prototype for marriage uh, is designed by God. Y, para, y está diseñado para que aprendamos de Jesús como el esposo y la iglesia como la esposa. It is designed so that we can learn as Jesus being the husband and the church being the, the bride, the wife. Así que si queremos conocer la verdad, tenemos que ir al prototipo. Tenemos que ir al, al diseño original. So if we want to know the truth, we got to go back to the prototype, the original design. Tenemos que ir a los planos. We got to go back to the, uh, the plan. Así que es lo que vamos a hacer hoy esta mañana. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. Hace dos semanas uh, enseñábamos acerca de estar llenos del Espíritu Santo. Two weeks ago we were talking about uh, being filled with the Spirit. Y muchas personas creen que estar lleno del Espíritu Santo está relacionado con cosas extraordinarias. And many people believe that being filled with the Spirit 
has to do with doing extraordinary things. Como hablar en lenguas o caerse en un servicio, cosas de este tipo. To, to speak in tongues, to fall down in service, these types of things that we're talking about. Pero Efesios 5 nos enseña que estar llenos del Espíritu Santo nos, nos enseña en una manera ordinaria. But Ephesians 5 tells us to be filled with the Spirit is, is teaching us to be filled in an ordinary way. En una forma normal, tal como ser un esposo o una esposa. In a, in a normal way, such as being a husband or a wife. Y en unas semanas más vamos a aprender cómo ser hijos o padres y hasta trabajadores. In, in uh, the next couple of weeks, we're going to learn about how to be uh, uh, sons and, and daughters and, and even workers. O padres también. Or fathers. Cosas naturales, cosas normales que hacemos todos los días, pero que necesitamos del trabajo del Espíritu Santo en nosotros. Things uh, normal and, and usual that we do every day, but we are in need of the Holy Spirit to be able to fulfill these things. Así que hoy me quisiera enfocar en el matrimonio que está lleno del Espíritu Santo. But today I would like to focus on marriage that is a marriage that is filled with the Holy Spirit. Y este pasaje se divide en dos. Primero habla a las esposas y luego a los esposos. And this passage is divided in two in two parts. The first part talks about the the wife and the second part talks about the husband. Y como dice el dicho, primero las mujeres, ¿verdad? And as the saying goes, ladies first. Una esposa llena del Espíritu Santo. A wife uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. Sabes, desde Génesis 3, la relación entre el hombre y la mujer no ha sido buena. You know, uh, since Genesis, uh, the book of Genesis chapter 3, the relationship between a man and a woman has not been well. Por causa del pecado, los hombres y las mujeres, los esposos y las esposas han luchado en contra del diseño original de Dios. Because of sin, man and woman, husband and wife, have been fighting against the original design that God had for marriage. Ya han estado luchando contra en contra del liderazgo del hombre y en contra del sometimiento de la mujer. And the woman has been fighting against the leadership uh, of a man and and the fact that uh, they are to submit to their husband. Quisiera corregir el liderazgo del esposo y el sometimiento de la esposa. I'd like to make a correction here. The leadership of the husband and the submission of the wife. Ah, uh, hay que recordar que la sumisión de la esposa no es resultado del pecado. We must, we must remember that the submission of a wife is not the result or the consequence of, of the fall. No es el resultado de la caída. It's not the result of the fall. No es un castigo de parte de Dios. It's not a, a punishment on God's behalf. Es parte del orden establecido desde la creación por Dios. It is part of the uh, order that God has established since the beginning. Pero sí tenemos que entender y recordar que el pecado lo ha hecho muy difícil. But it's important to know and to recognize that sin has made this very difficult. Ahora, ¿qué significa? Oh, te voy a explicar lo que no es someterse. I want to explain to you what submitting is not. Poner al esposo en lugar de Cristo no es someterse. To put your husband in Christ's or, or Jesus' place is not submitting. Tu esposo no es el rey. Your, your husband is not the king. Tu esposo no es el salvador tampoco. Your husband is not the savior either. Él no merece el lugar de Cristo. He does not deserve the place of Jesus. Someterse no significa que la esposa es menos inteligente que el esposo. For a wife to submit does not mean that the wife is less intelligent than her, hus- her husband. 
Dios les ha dado mucha inteligencia, mis hermanas. The Lord has given uh, lots, lots of intelligence to a woman. Así que úsala para la gloria de Dios. So use it for the glory of God. Someterse no significa acceder a cualquier demanda o capricho de tu esposo. Uh, a wife that submits it not, does not mean that you uh, submit to every demand and every little thing that your husband tells you to do. Gracias a Dios que en esta iglesia no hay de esos esposos caprichosos. Uh, thank God that here in this church we don't have those types of men. Pero hay otros lugares que sí. But there are other places that do. Está lleno aquí. It's, it's full. It's full everywhere. Pero someterse no significa que tú vas a hacer todo lo que tu esposo te diga que hagas. Uh, su- submitting does not mean that you, you do what your husband tells you what to do. Sus caprichos o sus cosas. His, his little uh, uh, things, there's details that he wants or, or whatever he is feeling like. Someterse no significa que el esposo tome el 100% de las decisiones de tu hogar. Submitting does not mean that your husband takes uh, or makes 100% of the decisions in your household. Si tú haces, si tú haces esto, no eres una ayuda idónea. If, if you are doing this, uh, you are not the, the, uh, I, uh, the helper, the helper for her husband. Dios los puso juntos para cuidar de su hogar juntos. God placed a, a woman uh, with a man so that they could take care of the household together. Para tomar las decisiones juntos. So that they could make decisions together. Someterse no significa que tienes menos valor que tu esposo. Submitting does not mean that you have less value than your husband. La esposa tiene el mismo valor y el mismo honor que el esposo delante de Dios. The wife has the same, has the same value and the same uh, um, honor as her husband. Amen. Amen. La esposa tiene el mismo valor y honor que el esposo. The wife has the same value and honor as her husband. Pero entonces si tienen el mismo valor... Y honor, ¿por qué la Biblia les pide a las esposas que se sometan? But if the, the wife has the same value and honor as her husband, why does the Bible say for the wife to submit to her husband? Sabes, la Biblia nos muestra una y otra vez que Dios es un Dios de orden. You know, the Bible says it uh, over and over again that God is a God of order. Y esta relación de sometimiento que vemos en el matrimonio, podemos verla también en la Trinidad. And this um, um, uh, relationship or this order of, of submitting uh, in marriage, we can also see this in the Trinity. Hay jerarquías, pero también hay mutualidad, o sea, hay igualdad. There is a hierarchy, but there is also a, a mutuality or a mutual thing. And, hay, and also there's equality at the same time. Hay una igualdad dentro de, de este matrimonio. There is a, an equality within this marriage. Entonces podemos decir que tanto el esposo y la esposa son iguales en valor y honor, pero diferentes en función y trabajo. So that we can say then that uh, the husband and wife are the same in value and honor, but different in function and in, in work. Valor y honor iguales. Value and honor equal. Pero diferentes en función y trabajo. Uh, but the same in function and, and the work, the, what it, what, the role that each one has. Ahora mi hermana, cuando tú te sometes, tú no lo estás haciendo por tu esposo, tú lo estás haciendo para el Señor. Now when you are, uh, when you are submitting, you are not doing it for your husband, you are doing it for the Lord. Versículo 22 dice, como al Señor. Uh, verse 22 says, unto the Lord. 
Así que tú lo estás haciendo para alabanza, para la gloria de Dios. So you were doing it for uh, uh, worship and praise and honor to God. El versículo 24 nos dice hasta dónde se deben someter las esposas. The verse 24 says until what point must a wife submit. Dice en todo. It says in everything. En todo dice. In everything. It says. Ahora, la Biblia antes de que pienses no es un libro machista. Uh, before you start thinking things here, the, the Bible is not a, 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 um, a book only for, for men. Si te fijas bien en el versículo, dice que las mujeres, no dice las mujeres se someten a los hombres. If, if you notice in, in verse 25, it says that uh, the, the, the women submit to the men, submits to the man. La Biblia dice, la esposa se somete a su esposo. It doesn't say that the woman submits to the man, it says the wife submits to her husband. La Biblia no está poniendo en primer lugar al hombre y en segundo lugar a la mujer. The Bible is not putting in first place uh, the man and in the second place the woman. Pero en función y trabajo le pide a la esposa que se someta a su propio esposo. But in, in, in function and in work it says for the wife to submit to her own husband. Porque Dios les ha dado roles diferentes al hombre y a la mujer. Because God has given a role that is different for a woman and a role that is different for a man. Ahora, tenemos que diferenciar entre sumisión y subyugación. So now we must differentiate between submission and subjugation. Subyugación es sometimiento a la fuerza. Subjugation is submission uh, like in, in a forceful way. Sometimiento a la fuerza. To submit in a forceful way. Sumisión es sometimiento por voluntad. Submission is submitting in a voluntary way. Por voluntad. By volunteer. Y cuando tú entiendes que lo haces para la gloria de Dios, tú lo haces voluntariamente. And so when you know that you're doing it for the glory of God, you are doing it voluntarily. Ahora, ¿qué pasa con nuestras hermanas que están casadas con un hombre que no es creyente? Now what happens to uh, those women who are married to a man that is not a believer? Pablo en 1 Corintios 7 nos da la respuesta. And Paul tells us, gives us the answer to this in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Él dice que si los hombres consisten o quieren seguir viviendo con ellas, le pide a las esposas que se queden ahí en el matrimonio. He says that if, if they want to continue, if the men want to continue to uh, be in marriage and, and live with the women, uh, he encourages the women to stay married. Siempre y cuando este esposo no esté abusando ni física, ni mental, ni espiritualmente. This is when uh, the husband is not abusing the wife in a, uh, a physical or spiritual way. Pero Pablo te anima a que te quedes en ese matrimonio y que a través de ser respetuosa y sumisa puedas ganar a tu esposo para Cristo. The Apostle Paul encourages the wife here to continue in this marriage so that in that way, uh, uh, through submission to her husband, she can win him for the Lord uh, through the gospel. Sabes, esta es la manera más común en que los hombres llegan a la iglesia en Latinoamérica. You know, this is one of the most, uh, this is actually the most common way that men come to the church in Latin America. Primero llega la mujer. First comes uh, the woman. Y conoce el evangelio y se queda ahí sirviendo al Señor. And then she, she continues to come to church. She, she uh, receives the gospel. Y siendo fiel a, a la palabra de Dios y siendo amorosa y sumisa a su esposo, un día ese esposo viene al evangelio. And she continues to be faithful uh, to the Lord and, and to the word and, and she um, uh, one day, uh, and she serves in the church, and one day her husband 
comes to church. Y puede ser meses, años o muchos años, pero Dios alcanza a esos hombres. And it can be it can be months, it can be a, a year or many years, but God will reach those men. Yo recuerdo a mi abuelo, casi toda mi familia era cristiana por el lado de mi papá, pero mi abuelo nunca fue a la iglesia. You know, I remember my own family and uh, almost everybody was a Christian uh, from my dad's side, but my grandfather, he was not a Christian. Pero tres años antes de morir, él vino al Evangelio. But three years before he passed, he came to the gospel. Y fue por la fidelidad y la sumisión de mi abuela al Evangelio de la vida de mi abuelo. And it was through the faithfulness and through the submission of my grandmother that uh, my grandfather uh, was reached by the gospel. Como iglesia, nosotros tenemos que orar por nuestras hermanas que están en esa situación y animarles y orar por ellas que Dios les llene de su gracia. And as a church, we must pray for uh, the women in our church that are that are in that situation so that uh, grace can be uh, uh, given to them and, and to their husbands. Así que podemos decir que una esposa llena del Espíritu Santo se somete alegremente a su esposo. So we can say that a wife that submits uh, with the Holy Spirit uh, submits in a joyful way. Amen. Amen. Hermanas, estuvo fácil para ustedes. Ya terminé para ustedes. Uh, all right. Uh, Ladies, it was, uh, wives, it was easy for you. I'm done with you. Pero ahora, si quieres saber qué le toca a tu esposo, no para molestarlo. Uh, but if you want to know what is coming up for your husband, and not to, uh, not to, you know, mess with them here. Pero para orar por él. But this is in the way that we can pray for them. Para saber qué es lo que necesitas orar por tu esposo, te invito a que pongas atención. And, and so you know what you can be praying for for your husband, I, I encourage you and I invite you to pay attention. Y veo a los hombres que están con la cabeza así de que. And I see the men shaking their heads. Bueno, ¿qué dice este Efesios 5 acerca de un esposo lleno del Espíritu Santo? And what does Ephesians 5 verse 25 and on, what does it say about a, a husband that is filled with the Holy Spirit? Hablamos que la manera principal en la que la esposa se dirige a lo esposo es a través del sometimiento. We talked about the principal way in which a wife uh, 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 comes before her husband is through submission. Y la manera principal en la que el esposo se dirige a su esposa es en amor. And the principal way, the, the, uh, the main way in which a husband comes before his wife is through love. Y ahí decían, amén, hermanas. That's where you say, amen. Voy a decirlo una vez más. Eh? I'm going to say it one more time here. La manera en la que el esposo se dirige a su esposa es en amor. And the way in which a husband uh, comes before his wife is through love. ¿Cómo se define el amor? So how is love defined? Sabes, el, el amor es, un, es una definición difícil de decir y el mundo está confundido en cuanto a esto. You know, love is a, 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 a word that is hard to define and the world is confused about it. Si buscas en el diccionario dice un sentimiento fuerte. If you look it up in the dictionary it says that it's a strong feeling. Pero la otra vez me dolía el estómago y era un sentimiento fuerte y no creo que era el amor. But the other day I had a strong feeling and it was my stomach and I don't think that was love. Así que es difícil de definirlo. So it's hard to define. Pero en lugar de definirlo Pablo lo describe. But in, instead of defining love Paul describes it. Y Pablo describe el amor de Cristo, el amor de este esposo para su esposa. And Paul describes the love of Christ 
y él lo describe con cuatro cualidades así que le voy a pedir a los hombres que digan en español cuatro ready cuatro cuatro pero así como hombres like men let's say like cuatro ahora sí ya se me puso chinita la piel I got some goosebumps from that la primera cualidad el amor de Cristo es sacrificial. The first quality is the love of Christ is sacrificial. Creo que tengo un PowerPoint ahí. I got a PowerPoint up here that we can look at. El amor de Cristo es sacrificial. The love of Christ is sacrificial. Versículo 25 dice, esposas amen a sus esposos así como Cristo amó a la iglesia y se entregó por ella. Verse 25 says, husband love, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Sabes, reconocemos que Cristo nunca, nunca pecó. You know, we, we know, we recognize that Jesus never sinned. Pero Él recibió la pena que tú y yo merecíamos. But he received the punishment that you and I deserve. Segunda de Corintios 5.21 dice, El que no cometió pecado, Dios lo hizo pecador por nosotros. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, He who knew no sin became sin for us. A esto los teólogos le llaman la expiación vicaria o sustitución penal. The, the theologians call this the uh, vicarious atonement or the uh, substitution the punishment. Esto quiere decir que Jesús murió en lugar de su esposa para que ella tenga vida. This is saying that Christ uh, died in place of his wife, the church so that he can have so that they can have life. El amor sacrificial siempre busca lo mejor para la otra persona, no importa el costo. Sacrificial love always seeks the best for other for the other no matter the cost. No importa el costo, mi hermano. It does not matter the cost. Sabes, la flor brota cuando la semilla muere. You know, it's true when the flower blooms, the seed dies. Así es el trabajo del esposo. That's, that's exactly how the role or the job the husband has for his wife. Es amar a su esposa de tal manera que no le importa el costo que tenga que pagar. It's to love his wife in such a way that it doesn't matter what cost he has to pay. ¿Cómo se ve un esposo con este amor sacrificial lleno del Espíritu Santo? So how does a husband love look with this uh, sacrificial love that is filled when, when he is filled with the Holy Spirit? Es aquel que llega a su casa y aunque está cansado de horas de horas largas de trabajo Llega y sirve a su familia. Llega y tiene un corazón para servir a su esposa. It's a husband that comes home after he has worked a long day at work and then he comes and serves his wife. Es aquel que en lugar de gastar su dinero y su tiempo en sus hobbies, invierte ese dinero y ese tiempo en la relación con su esposa. It's a husband that uh, invests and spends his, his, his money uh, on, on his wife and her time instead of his own interests or hobbies. Es aquel que escucha atentamente a su esposa. It's a husband that listens closely to his wife. Sin tener que estarla interrumpiendo para resolver sus problemas. Without having to interrupt her so that he can solve his problems. Simplemente ella quiere hablar. She just simply wants to talk. Y hablan mucho, es cierto. And they do talk. That's true. Pero tenemos que poner atención. We must, we must pay attention. Tenemos que oírles. We must listen. El amor de Cristo es 
responsable. La segunda cualidad. The second quality is the love of Christ is responsible. La cabeza es la responsable. The head is the responsible. Cristo asumió la responsabilidad por nuestros pecados. Christ uh, took on took on the responsibility for our sins. Así que es importante no confundir algo. But we must we must note something here, and it's important to not confuse this. La responsabilidad no es lo mismo que la culpabilidad. Responsibility is not the same as culpability. Otra vez, la responsabilidad no es lo mismo que la culpabilidad. Responsibility is not the same as culpability. Cristo nunca fue culpable por tus pecados. Christ was never at fault uh, for your sins. Pero él fue responsable por ellos. But he was responsible for them. Y él tomó en la cruz por tus pecados. And he went to the cross for your sins. Así que los esposos son responsables de cualquier problema que pase en la casa. And so the husband is responsible for every problem that goes on in the household. Estén o no estén en ella. Whether they are in it or not. Aunque la hayan abandonado, ellos siguen siendo responsables por esa casa. Even if the husband has left the house and abandoned them, they are still responsible for that home. Quizás Tú no eres culpable por los pecados de tu esposa. Maybe you're not, you're not uh, at fault for the sins of your wife. Pero tú eres responsable por todos los problemas que pasen en tu casa. But you are responsible for all of the problems that go on in your home. El, el esposo no tiene la opción de decir, no, eso, eso es tuyo. Ahí está, mira. The, the husband can't say, no, no, that's, that's you, that's all on you. Los niños son tuyos, tú. The kids, that's your, that's your job. Tú eres responsable. It, no, you are responsible. Dios te hizo cabeza de la familia y te puso en esa casa como líder. God placed you as the head of the family and he put you there as a leader. Dios no quiere machistas. God doesn't want uh, men that are just selfish. No quiere mandones. He doesn't want men that are just uh, being told what to do. Ni esos que renuncian y dejan las casas. Not even those that's, that just abandon and, and, and leave. ¿Recuerdas en Génesis 3 la historia de la caída? Do you remember the fall back in Genesis 3? Y ha sido fascinante para mí estar estudiando Génesis 3 las últimas dos semanas. It has been fascinating to me uh, studying, being able to study Genesis 3 for the past couple of weeks. Todos conocemos la historia de que Eva andaba caminando por ahí, se encuentra la serpiente, se come la fruta y luego le da la fruta prohibida a Adán. We all know the story. Eve was walking around. Um, she, she comes across the serpent. The serpent tells her to eat of the fruit. And then what goes on after that? Después Dios va a buscarles al huerto. But then God goes and looks for somebody. Y fíjate las ridiculezas que nos hace hacer el pecado. And, and pay attention to the just some of the foolish things that sin uh, makes us do. Adán y Eva escuchan que viene Dios y los muy inocentes se esconden atrás de un árbol. Por favor. Uh, um, Adam and Eve um, um, know that God is looking for them. And they go and hide behind a bush. ¿Qué es un árbol para Dios? What is a bush to God? Pero entonces Dios va y le pregunta a Eva, ¿qué hiciste, verdad? And then, and then from there, God goes and asks Eve, first Eve, what did you do, right? No. No. Dios fue y buscó al hombre. God went and he looked for the man. Adán le dice. He said, Adam. ¿Qué pasó? What happened? Dios fue buscando al responsable de esa casa. God went, he went and he looked for the responsible one in that home. Arsis Pro Jr. nos da una respuesta en cuanto a lo que dice Adán. 
let's see what R.C. Sproul Jr. tells us about um, what, ha what, what happened here with Adam. Adam dijo, no me culpes a mí, culpa a mi esposa. Adam said, don't blame me, blame my wife. Qué responsable, ¿verdad? What a responsible man, right? Qué hombre salió Adán. He's a, he's a true man. Pero mira lo que dice Jesús. But look at what Jesus says. No culpes a mi esposa, dijo. Cúlpame a mí. He says, don't blame my wife, blame me. No culpes a mi esposa, cúlpame a mí. Don't blame my wife, blame me. Lo que Dios está buscando son líderes amorosos y responsables. What God is looking for is for leaders that are uh, responsible and that are loving. Que están dispuestos a sacrificarse por su esposa. That are willing to sacrifice for their wives. Ser jefe significa que el esposo tiene la autoridad para servir. To be a, a boss, to be a leader says that you have the, the authority to serve. Entonces, ¿cómo se ve un esposo lleno del Espíritu Santo que es que tiene un amor responsable? So, how does a husband that is filled with the Holy Spirit um, look when he is being responsible? Es un esposo que toma la iniciativa aunque su esposa tenga un carácter muy fuerte. It is a husband that takes on the initiative even when his wife has a, a strong character or personality. Aunque parece que ella es la que lleva uh, las riendas en la casa, el esposo toma la iniciativa y por amor a ella le sirve dirigiéndola. It is that, that, that man who knows that uh, has a, a wife that has a strong personality, a character, uh, but he takes the initiative and he serves her in that home. Este esposo recibe las críticas de su esposa. This husband takes on the criticism of his wife. Este esposo pide perdón por sus pecados y por sus errores. This husband asks for forgiveness for his, his own sin and his own faults. Este esposo nunca está cansado para que sus hijos y su esposa escuchen de la palabra de Dios. This husband is never too tired for his wife and his children to hear from the Lord's word. Un esposo con un amor responsable. This is a husband that has a responsible love. El tercero, el amor de Cristo es eficaz. And third, uh, the love of Christ is effective. Pablo no nos exige que los esposos amen a sus esposas con solamente sentimientos. Paul doesn't ask the, or command the man to love their, uh, the, the husbands to love their wives only with feelings. Pablo está pidiendo obras y acciones. Paul is asking for works and for uh, roles que logran su propósito. That, that fulfill their purpose. Sabes, Cristo no vino a tratar de salvarnos. You know, Jesus didn't come to try and save us. Cristo vino para salvarnos. He came to save us. Así que, esposo, si tú amas a tu esposa como Cristo amó a la iglesia, tú vas a intentarlo todo. So husband, if you love your wife as Jesus loved the church, you're going to do everything. Pero ya intenté todo. You're going to say, I, I already tried everything. No. No. Hay muchas cosas que no has intentado. There are many things that you haven't tried. Y por amor tienes que intentarlas. And, and by love, through love, you have to try them. ¿Cuál es la finalidad de este amor entonces? So what is the end of this love? La, final de, la finalidad de este amor eficaz para la esposa es esto. The, the end of this effective love for the wife is this. Es hacer a tu esposa más hermosa principalmente a través de la santificación. It is to make the wife more beautiful uh, primarily 
through sanctification. Te dije que íbamos a aprender del prototipo, ¿verdad? I told you that we were going to learn about the prototype. Y esto es lo que dice el prototipo. This is what the prototype says. Que tú vas a ser a tu esposa más hermosa a través de la santificación. That you're going to make your wife more beautiful through sanctification. ¿Qué es santificación? But what is sanctification? Es el proceso de hacerte más y más como Cristo. This is the process in which you are more and more like Jesus. Así que el esposo tiene la responsabilidad de embellecer a su esposa a través de este proceso. And so the husband has the responsibility to make his wife more beautiful through this process. Lee conmigo 26 y 27. Would you read with me verse 26 and 27? Para hacerla santa, él la purificó lavándola con agua mediante la palabra para presentársela a sí mismo como una iglesia radiante, sin mancha, ni arruga, ni ninguna otra imperfección, sino santa e intachable. That he, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Es tu trabajo, mi hermano, hacer a tu esposa más bella usando la palabra it is your job, my brother, to make your wife more beautiful using the Word of God. How does a husband look uh, that has this effect of love? Aquel que está buscando la palabra de Dios. That one who is looking for the Word of God. Aquel que se está alimentando. The one who is uh, being fed through the Word. Aquel que está atento en no perder oportunidades para que su esposa también sea alimentada. The one who is who is attentive and not missing out on opportunities so that his wife can be fed through the word as well. A través de los domingos, a través de grupos pequeños, o a través del campamento, a través de discipulados, hay tantas maneras en la que tu esposa puede ser más bella a través de la palabra de Dios que tú eres responsable, mi hermano, por esas ocasiones. Through Sunday worship, through small groups or community groups throughout the week, uh, through through uh, retreats, Labor Day retreats, there are many ways in which the husband can can look and be attentive for her wife to be more beautiful through sanctification. El amor de Cristo es de encarnación, la número cuatro. The love of Christ is through or oh, is is uh, through incarnation. Y esta palabra significa en carne, prácticamente. And, and this word means uh, in, in in flesh, basically. Y, y Cristo se hizo carne y él vino y vivió entre nosotros. And, and Jesus became flesh. He lived amongst us. Y él se identificó profundamente con nosotros. And Jesus would identify profoundly and deeply with us. Así que tú y yo, esposo, tenemos que identificarnos con nuestras esposas, entenderlas, ver por ellas. And so you and I, husband, we need to uh, identify and, and look out for our wives. Um, look out for, for their, their needs, their well-being. Pablo nos menciona dos maneras de hacerlo. Paul mentions two ways, two ways in which we can do this. Primero la alimenta y segundo la cuida. First, he nourish, uh, feeds her, nourishes her, and, and also uh, cherishes her. Alimenta o sustentar quiere decir que él provee para su casa. Um, uh, to, to nourish means that he he looks to provide for his household. Primera de Timoteo 5:8 dice el que no provee para los suyos y sobre todo para los de su propia casa ha negado la fe y es peor que un incrédulo. First Timothy uh, chapter 5 verse 8 says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, 
and especially for the members of his household. He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. También dice Pablo que él cuida de su esposa. It's also, uh, Paul also says that he uh, uh, cherishes, he, he, he takes care of his wife. Y esto literalmente quiere decir que la abriga, que la protege. To cherish means to cover, to protect. Y esto es como se me ocurrió. Uh, this is how I, I thought about this. Los hombres somos como un balde feo de Home Depot. You know, uh, us men are like uh, uh, just that, that ugly container that, that you find at Home Depot. El balde, el bucket. Oh, bucket, I'm sorry. The, the ugly bucket. Está feo, ¿verdad? Uh, it's, you know, it's one of those, those, it's just not very good looking. Pero está fuerte. But it, it's, it's strong, it holds things. Y, y sirve para poner cosas adentro. You can put your, you know, your tools, uh, liquids, anything in there. Tú no vas a poner el bote de Home Depot ahí en la sala para que todos lo vean. Mira qué bonito. You, know, you, don't, you don't place this, this Home Depot bucket there in, in your living room so that everybody can see it. Pero la Biblia dice que la mujer es como un vaso más frágil, dice. But the Bible says that the woman is, is like this, this, this vase that is fragile. Así que si tú eres como este bote de Home Depot, tu esposa puede estar adentro y puede estar protegida, mi hermano. So if, if you are this, this bucket from Home Depot, your wife can be inside of you, protected uh, and, and cherished, my brother. La Biblia dice que debemos tratarlas como un vaso frágil. The, the Bible says that we are to take care of them as a, as a fragile vase. Ella no es un bote de Home Depot. They, they are not a, a bucket from Home Depot. Ella no es tu camarada, ni tu compadre, ni tu amigo del trabajo. You know, they're not your buddy. They're not your, your work co-worker. Ella es un vaso frágil que Dios te ha puesto para que tú cuides de ella. They are a fragile vase that God has placed before you so that you can take care of them. Una implicación más de esto es que la esposa debe satisfacernos, debe ser nuestro estándar de belleza. Uh, the, 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 the part of this is that the wife um, uh, satisfies us and they are a standard of beauty. Mark Driscoll dice que tu esposa es tu estándar de belleza. Mark Driscoll said that the wife is the standard of beauty. Así que ni las que salen en la televisión o en certámenes de belleza o en cualquier otra parte son el estándar de belleza para ti, esposo. So what you see on TV or, or uh, uh, you know, movies, that is not the standard of beauty that your wife is. Dios te ha dado a tu esposa como el estándar de tu belleza. The why, uh, God has given you your wife as the standard of beauty. Así que un esposo con este amor de encarnación, lleno del Espíritu Santo. So a husband that has this, this love of incarnation that is filled with the Holy Spirit es uno que provee para su casa. Is one that provides for his home. Es uno que provee para las necesidades de su esposa. It's one that provides for the needs of his wife. Es uno que protege a su esposa como un vaso más frágil. It's one that protects his wife as that fragile vase. Hermana, ya sabes cómo orar por tu esposo entonces, ¿verdad? So, so we know how to, how to pray for our husbands now, right, wives? Esposos, ya saben qué es lo que tienen que hacer. And husbands, you know what you need to do. Sabes, en Romanos 3 nos muestra que somos más pecadores de lo que creemos. You know, Romans tells us that we are more sinful, uh, even more sinners, uh, we're more sinful than what we think. Y en nosotros hay muchas actitudes que pueden estropear nuestras relaciones. And there are many uh, attitudes within us that can 
mess up or ruin our relationships. Tanto del esposo como de la esposa. Just as it is for the husband or for the wife. Pero es consolador, consolador saber que Dios nos ha dado su Espíritu Santo, su propio Espíritu Santo, para que podamos ser de bendición en nuestras relaciones. But it's so good to know that God has placed and given us the Holy Spirit um, uh, to be in our relationships. Y cuando tenemos el Espíritu Santo, Él nos hace más humildes. And when we have the Holy Spirit, we become more, we become humble. Y podemos ser menos centrados en nosotros mismos. And we become less uh, focused on ourselves. Solo así podemos uh, tener un matrimonio que en verdad honre al Señor. And that is how we can truly have a marriage that honors the Lord. Únicamente uh, con el Espíritu Santo vamos a tener estos recursos para poder servir a nuestra pareja. It is only through the Holy Spirit that we can have these resources so that we can serve our, our husband or our wife. Te decía que el matrimonio y de lo que hablaba aquí Pablo era algo mucho más allá que el matrimonio humano. Uh, what, what Paul uh, when I, I said it earlier that what Paul talks about here in regards to marriage is much more than uh, that of the human uh, understanding. Nuestros matrimonios son como una ventana, una ventana, como un previo del matrimonio que, sendrá, que, será da, que se dará perdón, un día entre Cristo y su iglesia. Our, our, our marriage is, is a small preview of what is to come one day with Jesus and his church. Así que nuestro matrimonio es es simplemente una foto de, con colores vibrantes de lo que será un día ese matrimonio. So, so our, our marriage is, is a, simply a, a, a picture with uh, vibrant colors of what that marriage will be like one day. Sabes, muchos piensan que los solteros son incompletos. You know, many think that the singles, single people are incomplete. Y eso no es cierto. And that is not true. Una persona soltera no es incompleta. A person that is single is not incomplete. Porque solo Cristo nos hace completos y solo Él puede satisfacernos. Because it is only Jesus who makes us complete and it is only Jesus who can satisfy us. Así que si estás solo o soltera, no estás incompleto. So, so know that if you are single, if you're uh, not married, you are not incomplete. Otros creen que el matrimonio es la máxima relación. Others believe that marriage is the, the, the ultimate relationship. Y entonces demandan demasiado de sus cónyuges. And so they demand uh, just outrageous things from their spouses. Sabes, confieso que cada semana, sin fallar cada semana, yo le fallo a mi esposa. You know, I confess that every week, every week I fail my wife. Cada semana mi vida tiene errores que la ofenden o la lastiman. Every week my, my, my life has errors or there are ways in which I, I fail or hurt my wife. Cada semana, mi vida tiene errores o pecados que lastiman la vida de mis hijos. There are weeks, every weeks where I, there, weekly there are times where I, I offend or I, I, I um, fail the lives of my children. Pero tengo que recordarme a mí, tengo que recordarle a mi esposa y a mis hijos que Cristo es suficiente para ellos. But I got to remind myself I need to remind my wife and my kids that Jesus is enough for them. Cristo es suficiente para sus vidas aunque yo les falle. Jesus is enough for their lives even when I fail. Cristo es lo que va a satisfacer su vida. Jesus is what will satisfy your life. El matrimonio no es asombroso porque brinda amor a las personas. Uh, marriage is beautiful and it's, it's amazing 
Y también brinda cuidado para que nuestros hijos puedan crecer. También trae estabilidad a nuestra sociedad. Uh, marriage also brings stability to our society. Y todas estas cosas son buenas y podemos disfrutarlas. And all these things are good and we can enjoy them. Pero el matrimonio es maravilloso porque Dios lo diseñó para mostrar su gloria. The, the marriage is beautiful because God used it to demonstrate his glory. Tu matrimonio es maravilloso porque Dios lo usa para mostrar su Gloria. Your marriage is beautiful and amazing because God has used it to demonstrate His glory. Va más allá de nuestras vidas. It goes, it goes far beyond our lives. Él nos usa a nosotros. He uses us. Amen. Amen. Permíteme orar. Allow me to pray. Dios, te doy gracias por esta escritura, Señor, que, que no, no es fácil recibirla. Lord, I give you thanks for this scripture that is not easy to take in. Yo sé que algunos aquí estamos batallando con lo que tenemos que hacer. And I know uh, some of us here are struggling with what we need to do next. Pero yo ruego que tu Espíritu Santo traiga convicción a nuestros corazones. But I ask that your Holy Spirit bring conviction to our hearts. Y que en humildad podamos obedecerte, Señor. And that through humility we can obey you, Lord. Y que en verdad nuestros matrimonios sean un reflejo de este matrimonio que un día se dará entre Cristo y su iglesia. And that in, in, uh, in truth we can see our marriages be a reflection of what uh, marriages will be one day, what marriage will be one day with Jesus and his church. Sobre todo te doy gracias por Cristo porque Él nos completa. Above all, I give you thanks for uh, Christ. And that he completes us. Gracias porque él se hizo responsable por mis pecados. Thank you that he uh, took on the responsibility for my sins. Gracias porque me amó de una manera tan impresionante que puedo ir y correr a él. Thank you that he loved me in a way uh, that is so amazing that I can run to him. Es, es en su nombre que hoy oramos. It is in his name that we pray today. Amen. Amen.